0: Alright, I want to get started by first apologizing to Victor Castillo. I don't know Victor. You don't know Victor. Victor had a credit card at the gas pump that I was just at this afternoon. And I am so dumb. And you might be like, whoa, hold up, Pabs. Maybe Victor's dumb. His credit card was at the gas pump, right? Where's Victor. Yeah, he must have left it, dropped it, it fell right as soon as you, like, open up your car door at the gas pump, and it was, like, right there. This is the actual service area right as you're traveling 395 south, headed, like, towards New London, and it's right before, like, the Montville exit, right across from the state trooper section, so it's right there on the ground right in front of me, and it caught my eye. It was kind of sparkling. And so, like, I was, like, immediately saw it, and it was an American Express Platinum. Dude, that's a heavy card. I don't have one of those. (laughs) So I immediately was like, oh, okay. I... Uh, did my thing with my gas. And I was like, okay, I'm going to walk this inside and give it to the people inside. Hopefully they're really honest and will hold on to the credit card. I'm just a trusting person. And listen, it's safer there maybe than here on the gas pump corner thing. So I went inside and I'm such an idiot. And I'm so sorry, Victor, again, because why as a freaking millennial did I not just go on Facebook do 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 type in his freaking name which is right on the card and see if he is here in southeastern Connecticut who knows if maybe he was passing through and yeah there's no chance I'm ever gonna find him but like at least look and I still don't I think that's his last name too because I really just looked at the card so quick and I was like this isn't mine I don't want it in my hands anymore so, can't have that on my conscience. I gave it to the people at the gas station at the rest stop, which I never stop at those. I've never stopped at those unless I was on a vacation of some sort, a road trip, have you. But I stopped at this gas station, and I guess it just wasn't meant to be for me to be that good of a good Samaritan. So, the card at least got to the people behind the counter. That's where it is, if that's your real name, Victor. Even though I know your first name is Victor, I apologize, dude. Good luck getting that card back. I hope, I really do. I hope you go in and seek out your card. You'll get it, man. from peb talks podcast which you're listening to right now of course and the radio station which you may or may not know me from as well it's called Jammin' 1077 wwrx eastern connecticut's hottest jam station it's pebbles and boomer in the morning and i'm of course pebs so welcome to the podcast uh this episode i wanted to answer the question why are you not drinking Yeah, that's a pretty big question, and I really want to answer it, so that way I don't have to keep answering it. (laughs) Let me step up on the soapbox for just a second and say that, uh, shit, I'm guilty of doing this myself. Asking somebody, well, why, why aren't you drinking? And it's really not that great of a question to ask. But again, I'm even guilty of it. It's just something that people say to try to have like a little bit of human interaction and just kind of have a conversation. And that's happened to be the subject of conversation at that moment in time that they tried to bond. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely uh, is a good thing to see the question from somebody who has a problem with alcohol, their perspective. And to have to answer that question, it kind of feels like a lose-lose Unless I tell you that I'm excited that I'm pregnant. But even still, it's kind of like, well, you got to find that major thing out about me because I happen to decline a drink. Like, that's really crazy. Plus, I don't ever plan on getting pregnant. Pregnancy is not always a good thing for some people. Do you know what I mean? Like, all of these things are insane. And that is the best case scenario, right? So to ask somebody why they're not drinking is just probably because... A lot of reasons. I could think of a million right off the top of my head. But, okay, I'm going to step down off the soapbox. Um, Should I just ask that to somebody today? Hey, like, when are you uh – planning on getting engaged and I'm like no as soon as I like said it I'm like that's not the right thing to say what do you do for a living that's not I just I want to have like a good human connection with somebody and oftentimes these are things that like we all relate to it's like oh you know you're in a serious relationship oh I know that you know whatever it might be it's just it's not important so also when you ask somebody why they aren't drinking you're kind of like putting a spotlight on them and a lot of people are like ooh like spotlight i don't like spotlights at all <laughs> so right off the bat that's not good and then also you're putting almost it seems like a negative spotlight like you have to the person feels like they have to defend themselves what do you mean why are you not drinking like why why should i have to have a reason to not drink again i totally get it's a social question But these are things that I never thought about before until I was on this side of things. And having one drink means having too many drinks, means embarrassing yourself, means ruining opportunities, and also the ability to be present in the moment, too. Like, how many memories have I missed out on because I don't remember them? I'm guilty of it. I just try to be conscious of it now. Uh, Why am I not drinking? So let's answer it. I'm not drinking anymore because, and I take this from my friend Sam, who I'm going to do a tiny interview with at the end of the episode. If I have one, I'm going to have 10. And it's just not necessary. That's not something that people typically say or do when they have alcohol. I have one. I want to have 10. I'm going to forget probably everything after the second or third because I just become so accustomed to drinking. I have a lifestyle too of you know going to sleep and uh, still obviously being drunk and then waking up the next morning and just kind of like a whole new world and obviously you don't feel good. You don't feel your best. And I'm tired of living like that. So that was in the past for me. And this is something that I want to try and see if I can shake up a little bit. And drinking is easy. I've been able to see it often. There is no shade to anyone who drinks at all. It is something, you know what I mean, that everyone else, for the most part, Tends to be able to handle, uh, but not everybody. And I'm just one of those people, and that's cool. But uh, with alcohol, it's everywhere in the culture, and not only like music, but in everything you do, like the commercials that we watch. Even the sitcoms and television shows that we see too, like it's just mixed in. When you go to a social event, it's kind of expected. Or oh, you have a wedding? Is there going to be an open bar? It's just alcohol's tied to so much here in our society, and a lot of are you that it's not a bad thing, you know? Especially if you know how to consume it and stuff. But what about the people who can't? And like to have that in your face is like, come on. So I've become more aware of that. I guess a little bit more sensitive to it, for sure. But with anything, right? Like when it's affecting you in your life, you see more of it. That's the truth. I've never had um, alcohol recently that has turned into really a benefit for myself at all. I can do anything that... I would want to do drunk, I can do it sober, but I can do it better. And I can actually remember what happened and be present in the moment and like live my life. Or I could just drink and completely forget. But for what? Let's clear up two real quick. Never was this like at work. Like I'm, I would be sick sometimes in the morning, not that it would ever affect the job that I had to get done. But like, you don't know. Professionals turn off their mics and the camera goes off on TV with local hosts and people say some crazy things and have to do some insane stuff like throw up in trash cans underneath the board. And like, (laughs) I mean, seriously, put on a super happy face, give the best energy 100,000% and then you turn off the mic. And it's a whole different person. It's happened. I've seen it not just by with myself, but like many other radio talents that I've worked with that I've met can all admit that, yes, if you're a true professional, you've had some really rough days, but you've had to present them uh, on air in the moment as some really great days. And it's just the nature of the job. But I never was allowing it to affect me any more than, yes, just being sick, I guess, physically at work, and then cleaning it up a little bit, just like any any other day when you gotta a hangover at work, you know, and then <laughs> you just move on, but never, ever, like, would it affect my work. This was oftentimes a thing that I would do after work to dull a little bit of anxiety, like constantly being worried, especially when I first started. Uh, this is a little insight. I'm worried about what people are thinking about the things that I've said. Now. I always stand by what I say and believe in what I say, but sometimes what's said can be perceived wrong, or have you ever like said something maybe like on Facebook and like somebody just like read it wrong, like you meant it differently? I'm constantly worried about that. I think it's been a thing in my life that I've done often, and I don't even realize that I do it. It's kind of like off-putting to people, and it's funny that I have a job where I talk, but maybe I just talk so much that that's a thing that tends to happen, but the anxiety is real and like being concerned that maybe somebody actually believes that you had like ill intent when in reality you didn't, you know, and that anxiety is real and you try to dull it, And it's not just with on air and how people you don't even know perceive you. But, of course, with any job, how you're being perceived in the workplace and everything, everybody's got this. This is why there's a package store on every corner in every town in eastern Connecticut. It's a thing that I know I'm not in alone. It's just growing up and trying to figure out, like, the dynamics of life and stuff and people drink. But the reason why I say all this is just because I would hate for somebody to think that like, oh, I heard like Pebbles on the radio. She was drunk. Like that's not my situation. Just want to make sure I'm being as real, as real as possible. And again, this is just me and my personal reason why I decided to stop drinking. So maybe if you can relate, I would totally recommend changing your life. For me, again, it was for the better to get rid of that alcohol. And hey, listen, maybe do like the 100 day challenge at first. I did it once, enjoyed it so much. I'm going to keep with it. I've done, I think as I'm recording this, this is day 112. I'm going to keep it up because again, life is better this way for me than it would be if I had one and then 10 drinks all in one night. Also, drinking has really messed up my stomach, but I'll get to that in a minute. I kind of want to just explain my story with how I got started drinking and got to this point. Again, maybe someone out there can relate and know, yeah, you're definitely not alone because I didn't drink alcohol until I turned 21. That's kind of a huge shocker for a lot of people. What? Why? It's because, honestly, in my lifetime, I've never seen anything positive come of alcohol I always would see, especially in the movies in Hollywood. It was always fun for teenagers to drink alcohol in the movies, right? But always was there a negative, terrible outcome for them. And I'm, like, all about going to the parties when I was in high school. i just obviously not going to snitch, and I'm just going to be around it. But I never was... um, drunk. Yeah. Until I turned 21. So I'm a weirdo, I guess, in that aspect. But, you know, there's other people who have done this, too, and they don't have difficulties with alcohol later in their life. So, hey, listen, again, everybody's different. This is my path. I had drank often once I did start, though, um, when I turned 21, because I love the effect. And it's something that I hadn't experienced, obviously, before 21. So I wish I had also been able to go back in the past and let myself know about the stomach issues like gastritis that you can get from drinking. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional, but I can tell you that I've talked to a few people who've had this problem with drinking, especially in their 20s drink, 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 and then all of a sudden your stomach does not feel right at all. I've felt like I had acid bubbling up inside of me to not have an appetite but to be hungry. That's really messed up too and it's all because I think I freaking killed my stomach lining. I've had endoscopy before I've gone to the doctor numerous times and they've explained to me that yeah, my lining and my stomach is really not that great. And so you can do some serious damage. And if I just continue to drink, I'm sure it would just add to the problem. And honestly, since I've stopped drinking, that gastritis problem is basically zero. So that's been awesome. But then to not know that that was the direct source of why my stomach wasn't feeling good, I thought maybe it was just because I had a crappy diet, which I do. I'm like, you know, all the time and stuff, but nope. So I just kept drinking, drinking. And then I became like really, like I said, forgetful when I would drink, but I would still do it because, you know, fun. Right. But it became different over time. And it's kind of difficult to explain it unless you've hit that point. But I was sick a lot. Um, And just because you're not like vomiting doesn't mean that you don't feel like complete crap. And it was just weighing on my body. And it's like, why am I doing this? So for the first time, I stopped for the 100 days, the 100 day challenge, and I felt great. But then I was like, oh, yay, reward for the 100 days. And I like had a glass of wine and I kind of went right back to where I was. And so unless you want to give up drinking, too, you're not gonna. So you have to really want it yourself for sure. But then, you know, there's other life factors that come into play and you're like, oh, yeah, I just have another glass of wine or, oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, have this much. And then, nope, I got to start again and do the 100-day challenge. And I think that would make my life better. And once I get started this year with that and then the season started to change to a spring and then spring now becoming summer, it's just like all becoming so clear. I feel like it was just perfect timing. I've been wanting to do this so now again 100 and like what 11 what 112 what did I say that many days sober and it's like getting to the point now where it's like I'm having a hard time keeping track and I love that because I know each day I'm taking it just day by day and I'm able to just gain one more on top of my pile. And soon enough, I'm going to have that year under my belt. And I all have it right here on an app on my phone. So there's no excuses if you want to. It's all right there. And I'm so glad that I finally you know, took this direction. So pebs, why are you doing this episode? Well, I need a new episode of pep talks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I definitely wanted to inspire anybody who might be going through this. Somebody who also feels kind of like trapped by the fact that alcohol is something that you lean on or turn to often. And if I can do it, you can do it. Trust me. I was doing it often and for no reason other than to just dull my anxiety a little bit to just kind of like chill out after work and then again if I had one I would just turn it into a party every time and it's just not necessary or even if you're just feeling like crap every morning and you're not turning it into a party the night before but you just feel like shit maybe think about doing something else like reward yourself in another way then giving yourself alcohol, because I guess your brain is now recognizing that as a reward. Now you should give it a different trophy instead. Give yourself that extra grace and know that, go back to the no zero days episode. Know that there are better days ahead and you have to take it one day at a time. That's the only way you'll get through and accomplish uh, kicking that habit of drinking. And again, this is not for like, I am no professional. I have no idea how to go about this in that sort of like clinical type way. I'm just saying from my own firsthand experience and to the point where I pushed myself, this is what I would recommend myself do to my former self. So I want to introduce Sam and she's one of my friends who has So much in common with my experience with alcohol. And she was so open and so willing to be open. She allowed me to ask any questions that I wanted. And she's so honest and genuine with her responses. And I really think you're going to enjoy this tiny interview. With somebody else who really can relate to the topic today of alcohol. So, thank you, Sam, for being a friend. Thanks for being open. Thanks for allowing us to get raw and real and deep, too. Here's our uh, tiny interview right now. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I'm happy. So, uh, we've been friends for, I would say, I guess a few years now. Mm-hmm. And um, I first got to ask, where are you from? I'm right here from Norwich. Okay. Connecticut. Eastern CT. I really wanted to talk to you because this whole episode uh, is about me giving up alcohol and basically why people shouldn't ask, like, why aren't you drinking and that whole situation. So I just kind of wanted to, like, ask you, what is your relationship with alcohol?
1: Well, first of all, it made me happy. Well, not happy, but it was nice to see that you are also... kind of experimenting and getting curious with your relationship with alcohol too because it's it's a really big um, subject and it's hugely romanticized and you know it's in every celebration every party um, accomplishments you know funeral that's how we deal with problems and that's how we you know celebrate life Um, but mine was always I grew up actually saying that I was never ever ever gonna drink I never ever wanted to drink I, my family, you know, they they like to party, um, but it's not excessive. So I was just like, you know, I never not want to be in control of myself. Uh, so I'm never going to drink. And lo and behold, you know, got my heart broken for the first time. Um, wherever that Whatever that means, you know, it can mean a lot of things. But the first time I had it, you know, it kind of took away my anxiety and that's pretty much the bottom line. Um, I've had pretty bad anxiety since I was little and I, you know, didn't really know that until, you know, growing up and becoming aware of it, actually until after I stopped drinking. So that was the pretty much what did it for me. It took away my anxiety and helped me feel more confident, uh, more fun, more funny. It helped me like bring out the real me and like get me out of my shell because I've always been, um, introverted and, you know, a little bit more shy. So that, that was that, but pretty soon, and it didn't take long to not be fun anymore. You know, as soon as that, um, started happening, you know, when you're sick more times and you're having fun or, you know, there's more, more anxiety than, you know, it's taking away Then something's not right. And um, <clears throat> I noticed, you know, my myself changing, like I wasn't happy anymore. It was affecting, um, you know, all the aspects of my life. So we aren't friends.
0: <laughs> you and alcohol aren't friends.
1: Anymore. No, we're not. Nope. Uh,
0: I know you've stayed away from it. I for have. For a really long time. So congratulations, because that is definitely not an easy thing to do, as I've been learning. <laughs> yeah, <so>. thank
1: you. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Today, it's it's one year and four days. Congrats! Thank
0: You're you. Excited. That's so awesome and such an inspiration to like so many people. Thank
1: you. You know, so uh, you know, my group that I I go to regularly, um, this beautiful supportive group of women and and men. I got to share that with them that I was at my year, and they were like, "How'd you do it? How'd you do it?" And I was just so in the moment of, you know, overwhelmed of, you know, the love and, and the joy that I was feeling, you know, you totally forget, but it's easy. It's one day at a time. Like literally that's, that's how you do it. And that's the slogan, um, with everything and, and it's with everything in life.
0: So what was your turning point? I would say, I guess, and all this to make you uh, do this over a year ago.
1: Um, my turning point um, they say there's a lot of yets to come, you know, when you, if you drink, you know, excessively, if you start thinking that you might have a problem. Um, my yet was a DUI, except that shortly after that yet, it happened. And and even before that, um, you know, I wasn't proud of myself. I was, you know, I wasn't al- aligning with my morals anymore. Um, and that actually... Affected me more than the DUI because, you know, luckily no one got hurt. Um, The officers were extremely respectful and. You know, patient, and I couldn't be more thankful to them at that point either. Um, But. That was pretty
0: much my turning point, you That's know? That's a really hard the thing law. to admit. So again, like, yeah, super mad props, girl, because, like, so much respect to you right there. Like, that is going to help so many people to just understand that, that they're not alone, you know what I mean? And that, like, you just said, like, there's a lot of yets to come. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, like, emotional, sorry, just because I it's, like... <laughs> It's such, a, it's such a thing that's true, that there are things that, like, you think, like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. That's not going to happen to me. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then, you know, then they can very well happen. Awesome, girl. Seriously, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Like, I really, really appreciate it. Is there anything that you want other people to know about, you know, like, what, y- what <clears> you've <throat> gone through? And, and I'm sure you would love to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, well,
1: I just, you know, I want to start with where I'm at today is... completely different person than I was a year ago like I I don't even know that girl really like I don't ever want to meet her again Um, but it's still a part of me that you know in recovery you still you can't ever forget where you came from because that is going to help you know propel you and keep progressing but I am so much happier now and and like at peace with myself you know you work through the anger you work through your resentments and and getting sober is so much more than just not drinking. It's dealing with the, the underlying reasons and the traumas and the pain of why you drink um, and kind of working through that and feeling your feelings instead of, you know, numbing them out and, you know, wanting them to go away. Um, because I find that my worst day sober is better than my best day drunk. And um, I, you know, I've learned how to, you know, feel my feelings and actually develop intentional relationships with people that actually care about me and know me for me um, and I also I don't surround myself with people who put me down or or people who are negative anymore I want nothing but positivity and growth now and I'm going to surround myself with people who want the same and I wouldn't have been able to do that with a lot of the women in my group and the people who you know are my supporters um, and I happen to know a lot of you know, contacts and resources and people who would love to help. So, you know, even if you think you might be having, um, you know, problems drinking or you want to stop or you think you might want to stop, it doesn't hurt just to kind of try it. You know, I said, I'm going to buy myself some sober time in the beginning. You know, I'm buying myself sober time back because I've spent, you know, the last four years drunk literally
0: so you're going to try to have those memories
1: absolutely now, like, and mhm and i that's remember everything I
0: yeah <laughs> clean minded and that's like not appropriate at all <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah no i get what you're saying that yeah you got to get that time back somehow right yeah
1: but- yeah accepting it you know accepting it and not being ashamed because right. i've i've found you know and surrounding myself with the right people you can have fun without drinking and you know, like us, if, you know, if we're buddies, we can, you know, go anywhere and have have our own party or, right. you know, we don't have to have to have anything to to enjoy life anymore. Um, but that's something that's one day at a time. And, you know, you'd be grateful and remember the little things in life. But if anyone wants to reach out to me or, you know, chat, uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Yes, and I'd please. be happy to follow Sam. Talk to you.
0: So what's your uh, Instagram? Because I think even just someone following you in your lifestyle and seeing it, you know what I mean? Seeing that you can be happy and have all of those thoughts. I mean, you post about it all the time and stuff. So uh, if you want to follow you, what is your Instagram?
1: Um, it's Sage and Roses.
0: Sage. And then like the letter N. Right? And letter N and roses with two S's at the end. Okay. And that should pop up, especially if you're like friends with the peb talks uh, page Cause we're friends, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So we should come up right away. Sage and Roses, uh, check it out. So I kind of want to like r- wrap it up on a way later note. So I want to ask you like a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Sam, are you single? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Don't answer it then. What do you look for in a partner? How about How about that one? Well, no, um, I you know I look for someone who
1: who is. Emotionally aware. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. What does that mean to you? Um Um, I guess just very emotionally intelligent. I mean, you know, they're they're in tune well, all right, we, we're in sync, you know, we vibe. Okay. They understand me, um, they get my humor. Um, uh, of course they support my, my sobriety and all of my self love journey, self care okay
0: um I get that but
1: also you know they have to want to be active and you know just keep healthy and want to grow in life because I I don't ever want to stay in one place and I I can't stay I can't sit still for very long
0: (laughs) okay um if you could blast one person off into space and have them (sighs) never return ever again who would you choose
1: Anyone? Can I talk about politics?
0: Yeah, anybody. Trump. Okay, she said it. She said it. You want to say it one more time for the people who missed it. Trump. Okay. Um, would you rather read or sunbathe? Sunbathe. Sunny and ninety or cloudy and seventy?
1: Ooh, sunny and ninety.
0: Would you rather give or would you rather receive?
1: Give. Okay.
0: I would totally rather receive. I guess I'm "Hmm." I'm
1: used to that. I'm so used to giving. So I felt like saying receive would be selfish. But of course, I would rather receive, I guess.
0: And uh, what about what helps get you through a rough day? Cuddles. What a cute answer. I like that one. Um, And finally, it's the perfect Saturday day. What are you doing?
1: What am I doing? All right. Let's go get up early, go for a morning hike, then go to the beach, and then drive around town and get some lunch, and then stop at a cute little market, grab some ice cream, go home, watch a movie, cuddle, make dinner, and go to bed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I like that. Um, Sam, anything else that you want to add? Anything that maybe I might have missed? No, I can't think of
1: anything. Life is good. Um, Oh, yeah. One more thing. I was thinking about this. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, since being sober, I've, you know, been working on, like, my spirituality and, you know, just believing in something that's just greater than myself because, you know... It's exhausting just thinking of yourself all the time. But um, I've realized and I read something about how like the universe or God or whatever you believe in, um, a doorknob, you know, <laughs> it everything's pretty much all ready for you. And like all the opportunities and um, everything you want is already laid out for you. But the universe is waiting for you to be ready for it. So if you're, you know, you're resisting and you're, you're stressed out and, you know, you're forcing everything and you're trying to control the situations in your life, then, you know, you're not ready for for it yet. And that was me with, you know, drinking. I mean, now a year ago or just a few months ago, I was saying that next by next spring, I'm going to get myself my own place. You know, I was planning like a year ahead. And just a few months later, you know, the perfect place kind of fell in my lap and, you know, it all worked out. Um, And I was financially, emotionally, and, you know, I was ready to do that. But um, that wouldn't have happened if I was still drinking. And it was last year, like there was no way. So a lot of things have been lining up the more I kind of lay back and
0: be grateful for what I have.
1: And it's awesome.
0: Well said. Thank you. So thank you so much for allowing me to take a little bit of uh, an evening away from you so you can come and get interviewed by Pep Talks Podcast. But seriously, I think that your message is going to resonate with a lot of people who will have been going through the same thing. So thank you again. I hope so. Anytime. So from just affecting almost every aspect of my life, forgetting things, not feeling well, ruining my entire stomach, and really just making an idiot of myself out in public Even at home, I just am so ready to have alcohol be something in my past. And I love the fact that I'm just continuing to keep track of how many days I've got. And I know even with like a slip up, oh my gosh, like God forbid that happens in the future. I'm not going to completely just like reset, of course, back to zero. But my mentality is, well, that's just one day. And I think that that no zero day type mentality is what's going to keep this going. There's no more neglecting myself or putting myself down. And alcohol, I think, had a lot to do with that as well. So if you are looking to maybe give up alcohol, this could be a springboard to just even get the thought kind of circulating in your mind. It's not the goal of this podcast to make everybody who listens give up alcohol. Maybe just to see things from a little bit different of a perspective and to be a little bit more sensitive when out in public and somebody acknowledges the fact that they're not drinking. Just... Keep the conversation flowing. It's nothing that's a big deal at all. And that's um, just me talking to my soapbox again. So thank you so much for hanging out and listening through everything. And just always being here for Pep Talks podcast. I can't say that enough. The stickers that I'm selling, the t-shirts and stuff, the fact that you guys continue to support me and make it work is what uh, like makes me want to get behind the microphone and continue to record. So thank you. Thank you. And another shout out to Sam putting herself out there. And if you'd like to follow her, it's at Sage and Roses. And if you'd like to follow at Talks on Instagram, I know we're two women who would absolutely love to be a support system to get you started on this path to sobriety. So if there's anything that we can do, please let us know. And with that, I will see you next time on Pep Talks Podcast. Have a great day.